Thank you for downloading this Desenio podcast. For more information, visit desenyodaily.com. We hope you enjoy the program. My name is uh, Johanna Argerman-Ross. Uh, I'm the founder of Desenio magazine, uh, and I'm uh, now, since the last six months, also a curator of 20th century and contemporary furniture and product design at the Victoria and Albert Museum in London. Um, we are here today to talk uh, about the subject matter, which can the European design industry survive a transition from free movement to protectionist values, both in the light of Brexit and other protectionist tendencies within world politics today? Uh, with me to discuss this, I have Oran Nicic, who is a senior economist uh, with the World Bank and also director of the Bosnian furniture producer Zanat, who's showing here at the Milan Furniture Fair. Uh, we have Inika Hans, who's a Dutch designer, and she's the founder of Studio Inika Hans, based uh, in uh, Holland, but she also has a studio and a workplace in London, where she runs a series of salons discussing the changing landscape of uh, furniture design. Then, finally, we had Jan Bolen in the middle, uh, who's the head of social design at Design Academy Eindhoven. He's also curator of design, architecture, and contemporary art, and the artistic director of Z33 in Hasselt. Uh, it's interesting, actually, I realize we're all multitaskers, so uh, it seems that that comes with the territory. Let's start by looking at the question itself um, in some more detail. Can the European design industry survive a transition from free movement to protectionist values? The way both of the question is phrased and the way that we feel about uh, this tendency in general tends to lean towards the negative and the slightly worried. Um, but in this scenario, um, can, does it have to always be that? Or can, are there actually something more some more constructive um, practices and some more constructive thoughts that can come out of us looking at that? And I wanted to start with you, Jan. Uh, what do you think of this? Design tends to thrive in adversity. I'm going to come up immediately with uh, maybe uh, a proposal. Um, I think the design industry has the power to, um, and the design industry is maybe a big world, but the design field and the design scene has the power uh, to, to change radically the, uh, for me at least, um, how the 21st century can be modeled. And uh, there is maybe at this moment uh, a misunderstanding uh, between the, let's say, the two fields in society, the ones that are more, um, let's say, uh, progressive, active, uh, Producing, and on the other ones, you have more a kind of, uh, and I simplify it, uh, uh, a conservative, protectionist uh, field. So you have these two fields that are out there, and uh, the misunderstanding is if these two fields of society talk, for instance, about local, that uh, when they start to talk about local, they think they they understand the same thing. But in fact, they understand something completely different. So what I mean is that if a, a, a protectionist uh, uh, view is talking about local, and maybe we as designers talk about local, we really see it completely different. Because here it's about maintaining, conserving, and on the other side, and I say it on the left side, probably, it is more um, active, 
producing, creating with what is already there and what you can use. So it's a complete uh, opposite view and we think we are talking about the same thing. But in fact, they are talking about the status quo and we are looking into a future. And that is the problem in, uh, that we as designers don't answer yet. Or Oran, um, can I pass that over to you? Or you, of course, work with in that very local, but looking towards the future with your um, furniture uh, manufacturing business, Zanat. What's your view on this kind of the, the two views of, of the same coin? Uh, in general, with a, an economist hat, I think uh, in general protectionism is bad, and there's n- numerous empirical evidence to show that uh, it can hurt groups within society but overall societies lose from protectionism strong OECD studies have shown that you have for every dollar increase in tariffs you have two dollars losses in exports Uh, It's particularly hurtful for smaller economies, which have to look to exports. Uh, Also, I think, you know, design is about exchange of ideas and what we're doing now with uh, with our company, we are mixing local Bosnian craft uh, with design that's international. We work with Scandinavian, British designers. And we're sort of already a little bit in that protectionist situation uh, because we are not part of the EU. And uh, even though there, there are no customs tariffs, there, there are numerous other ways in addition to customs tariffs and, and quotas uh, to protect markets. When you talk about protectionism there, you say that generally it's a kind of a broad consensus is among econo- econo- economists that the impact of protectionism on economic growth is often a negative one. But um, I'm wondering, again, to flip this a little bit, can we look at other growth in that, inf- in that instance then? Because we do also, I think, have a broad consensus amongst us. I'm talking about the people that you talk about, Jan, that economic growth is potentially a little bit too much of the focus of society at the moment. And there are other types of growth that I think could come to the fore. So, Inike, can you give us a bit of a a kind of view and idea of that? What what other growths can we look at and what other growths are important for the design industry and its collaborative kind of efforts? Well, it's a tricky business because I think... We, our Western world is, at least the way most people here in Europe live, is up for um, using less, uh, have using less, and and for uh, consuming in another way. There are these thoughts about um, let's have uh, more well-being instead of wealth, and growth is part of of of. Uh, of yeah, is part of an economic process, has been a part of an economic process for a long time. As a designer, our interest is, my interest is also, I, would, I love to create. And at the same time, I am totally aware of the fact that I would like to slow down a bit, you know? So as designers, it's very easy to say, okay, we can change this and we should change this, but the, the and 
the thing is, maybe a lot of people here around uh, do agree with that, but we were then barking up the wrong tree because we all agree with each other. And the question is, how are we going to do that in reality? You know, and, and in this point, I think what is for me very clear as a designer is also that uh, you can talk about things, but I am a designer and I express myself in 3D objects or in actions, and that's how I have to deal with it. How to deal with producing less and liking to do a lot, you know, that's, that is yeah, all yeah. the spagat. And I do yeah. think that there is, there are, you know, we have as designers a lot of potential in, we, we, we look at objects, we, we, have, we deal with uh, how things look, but we also, and uh, some people don't agree, but our, our, a strong potential that we have is problem solving. And problem solving is what we do in products and how we make them, how, we, how they are produced in a certain way that it fits to the products and so on. But our capacity to solve products can be much more dealt with in a strategic way. And, try, and I think that our, as designers we have to minimize a bit our uh, ability to bring out, bang out stuff, but think a bit more about, what, about the strategies. Yeah, I mean wants to comment on that. Yes, uh, I think it uh, was a, a good uh, remark of uh, Ineke. I, but how I think about growth is uh, maybe we have to, to find a, a new definition of it. Uh, we have to, to, to rethink what growth could be. So for me, you have growth in the traditional sense and you have degrowth and both are not um, meaningful or useful maybe anymore for this this time maybe uh, and I'm using quite often now the last six months the, um, the word that was introduced by John Tekera uh, and he's talking about uh, healthy growth so the moment you you see that if you do something and you see kind of benefit, uh, a benefit or a contribution, not only a solution, but a contribution, uh, then you should do it. But because all these small little efforts that are little improvements, little uh, other ways of alternatives, uh, all uh, can maybe make it happen. So otherwise everything stops and that's also like so naive and uh, is also not working and that will also not bring a solution. The, so that's about growth, but I want to go back to the first um, uh, thing where I think we also here something interesting was said is designers are there for ideas and I really like that um, because we should, we could think more and then we are back on this protectionist uh, agenda. We could also play with it as designers. What I mean with that is that um, using what is heavy, heavy, like materials, locally and, uh, and let that be used locally, but let ideas circulate. So uh, what I mean with that is let designers circulate and create like on different places in the world uh, very specific products, solutions, systems, materials. Then I think we can create something different. Um, 
in this, the, the crack and the, the, the problem in, in industry is the fact that uh, the 21st century industry is an industry where information is abundant. So we are still in kind of copyright, author right, author's right, uh, patenting, and so on. And at the same time, the industry is believing or creating still the illusion um, that materials are there abundant. But that's not true. So that's the conflict. And the new economy will be completely opposite. We'll say, like, IDs are there for everybody and for free. Yeah, but then you, in, and that's actually something interesting because and you're talking about open source as well. Yeah. And, and, and in that way, you could say that's a very interesting thing. We don't have to talk about protectionism anymore because that, go, that crosses borders. That is, you download files in, in, in the States and Mr. Trump might be like to be a bit more protectionist, but he cannot stop moving files. And, uh, and of course, it is... Uh, but the, the problem is also that we have the way the industry is set up. Yeah. And, uh, and the problem it's true. is yeah, that, that it is set up in a certain way and there is a whole economy around it that, is based that, on that. makes that setup very difficult to change. Yeah. Because it is, uh, everyone is knitted together and the systems are knitted together. So, but I think that should not... Uh, be a reason to stop uh, trying. Yeah. I do also think that it is very, very important that in these trials that, um, that, the, that the designers, the retailers, the manufacturers, the thinkers work together. Because as designers we cannot do it only, as producers mm. you cannot do it. As thinkers you are just thinking ahead, but you know... <laughs> I want to make a big statement here today that we are designers and we are doers. Action. No talking. Action. We don't have a growth problem. I think we have a growth measurement problem. Uh, and I think it's easy for people to agree that, you know, if, if growth is a measure of wealth, everyone will agree, yeah, we want more welfare. Uh, you know, we want to produce. We want to... Be, uh, but... You know, when we measure, you, you, the only measure, we have other measures, but the most significant measure of welfare growth is economic growth as measured through GDP. Mm. And that, that's problematic because uh, GDP doesn't tell us about how that growth is distributed among people, uh, even if it does tell us, do people have good health care, uh, Low crime, other things. So I think it's the problem is about measurement, and and you know, GDP was invented uh, hundred years ago, and now with with, with information uh, systems that that we have, it, it's time that that we abandon that and and that we change it or improve upon it. Jan, um, you mentioned before this kind of two groups to be simplified of people that look at the same thing in two different ways. Um, and I think that, um, from that point of view, I think that th this is, this is a, an intriguing point in time, because in some ways I think there are tendencies within design that has for a long time been looking at the local, the kind of locally sourced, locally manufactured, you know, established in Suns, for example, uh, launched themselves 
10 years ago, I can't quite remember, with, you know, made in Britain as one of the kind of taglines. And you constantly see design projects such as what you were involved with in Bio 50 on that kind of look at the kind of value of the local. So it's sort of been staring us in the face for a while that we have these interests in in localism, you know, and in some ways one also tends to lead to another. So in some ways maybe we shouldn't find ourselves so surprised by the fact that protectionism is now something that is... Oh, yeah, we created it. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are guilty of the game because we, we never explained uh, or we didn't build also a discourse around it. Uh, I think, again... This uh, um, understanding of local doesn't mean it is local, but it's connected and uh, with um, global issues, it's uh, connected with what is going on in the world, it's bringing people together and uh, it makes you going to very specific spaces and it's uh, places. And it's more about uh, a kind of active citizenship rather than uh, an, in uh, a production uh, mode and a, uh, then uh, somebody who's just consuming. Um, so that is, that's the difference, uh, for me at least. You've been listening to a Desenia podcast. For more podcasts, visit desenyadaily.com.